Hello, everyone, and welcome to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by the On Tap Sportsnet. Today, we're back. We're kind of, you know, we're in this sports world right now where there are no sports, so we got to get the content to you. I'm joined by my co-host Ethan Wiles. I want to check in, check in here with him first, but we do have an action-packed episode for you today. Ethan, how you doing today in this sportsless world, brother? Doing all right. Hanging by with the PlayStation as it seems other athletes are. We do have an action-packed show today. I'm looking forward to getting that going. Hopefully everyone is doing well with the quarantine, but let's get on with the show here. Yes, we we might have to, uh, you know, if we weren't joined by someone so special today, I would have labeled this the quarantine and chill episode. But today, Huskies on Tap listeners, we are joined by a man who played in over 90 games for the Huskies men's basketball team. This man averaged over seven points and six rebounds in his time here in DeKalb and an absolute force on the block. You better box this man out if you want to grab a rebound when he is in the area. Huskies on Tap listeners, I am pleased to present to you our very first basketball guest on this show, Lacey James. Lacey, how you doing today, brother? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. You know, with the time and everything that's going on, you know, we we really, really did follow this basketball team closely. And we really thought you guys had that great opportunity looking at the way the MAC tournament was set up to go ahead and break that streak and get that NIU men's basketball team to the tournament. Um, I got to, You know, I got to go out and ask you, you know, first things first, you were in Cleveland. I, You know, I saw the way the social team was setting it up. It looked like the game was going to be played. German was hitting half-court shots. Everyone was getting ready. And then, like, out of nowhere, the whole sports world shut off. So what was going through your head as you were getting ready for that game in Cleveland and they told you that the MAC tournament was off? Um, I'm not going to lie. It was, a, it was a lot of emotions. Um, you know, like you said earlier, um, you know, we, we all thought the same thing, that, you know, we had a great chance of um, going far, um, not just in the MAC tournament, but uh, in, in the NCAA tournament. Um, if we won the max. So, but, you know, when they told us the information, there's a lot of emotion um, from sad to mad to confused and frustrated um, because, you know, from the first standpoint, we, we didn't really understand um, what was going Well, we knew of the virus and everything, but we didn't understand how big it was now as we are today. Um, but no, we just, you know, we were mad because, um, you know, we, we didn't even get a chance to play. Um, you know, we didn't even get a chance to perform. Um, and then also sad because, you know, as seniors, uh, myself, um, it was over just like that. And it was over from um, a point where we couldn't even do anything about it. It's not like we lost, you know, we, we couldn't even play. So um, just a lot of emotions, I would say, that was going through our, our heads. I think that's the toughest part about all of this, too, because my sister was in very similar situation with a lot of these athletes where their seasons got cut short. But to the point where you don't have that control, you're upset, but exactly, you just can't control anything about it. It's It's got to be such a tough situation. It's a tough situation for everyone involved, everyone in the world, obviously. But, you know, for you guys competing at, at the highest level right now, especially going into that, that tournament setting with the chance to, to make it into the March Madness, it's just got to be so tough. And especially for you as a senior, are you expecting? Exploring that that option that the NCAA is bringing with letting the athletes get that extra year of eligibility. Um. Yeah. No. It is tough. Yeah. From yeah. From the first point. Yeah. It is tough because, like you said, we didn't even get a chance. We, it was out of our control. And something like that, you know, when it's out of your control, it, it's tough to just uh, really swallow it and, and like gasp it. You know what I'm saying? Like really 
take it in. Um, so it's tough. But then, no, I'm I am uh, I, I'm done playing college basketball. Um, you know, I, if they give um, people opportunity, and I hope other seniors take advantage of it. But no, I I'm done playing college basketball. So, um, I signed with an agent, and uh, my focus is all on uh, playing professionally. So no, I'm uh, I'm, I'm done being a Husky, and uh, I'm I'm a I'm a pro now. I absolutely love to hear that. So when I did my pre-show notes, I was looking into it, and I saw that they had you uh, headed to a combine in Las Vegas for the international leagues. Sometimes with these, you know, with these websites, some people blow smoke, but that's something that I saw and, and I wanted to ask you here on the podcast. So is that a combine that's going to be um, coming up here in the in the coming months or when will that combine be? Oh, no, the combine, it got canceled, actually. Um, but no, I I was I didn't um, I was, I guess you could say uh, flirting with it. You know, I was on and off with it. Uh, I haven't put my name in fully, so they probably they probably just try to. Uh, put my name in just you know to just boot, get, get some clout some attention. yeah, yeah <laughs> hey, it, it caught so, mine it caught mine <laughs> yeah exactly that, that's what they're trying to do so it works but no uh but no i was uh, i was flirt with it but no um you know i haven't i haven't fully put my name in anywhere or anything like that because uh dates haven't really been um official yet you know a lot of things were being pushed back um that i was thinking about doing um and a lot of things got canceled so it, it's tough right now um to really move forward um in a point of um you know getting dates and um signing up with uh different events so yeah and that's the thing it's like basketball season for the nba i don't know where you were that went it was a wednesday night but the whole world like stopped i've never seen you know most you know ethan brought it up in an article or a tweet or one or the other where he basically said you know no matter what you know when when push comes to shove and the world is is you know chaotic and everything is going wrong we can always fall back on sports. I'm watching, you know, your guys' tournament get canceled, March Madness get canceled, the NBA, all live events, concerts, Broadway, everything is canceled. You know, we're basically in a quarantine here at this point. I mean, Lacey, I saw you out there at Walmart on Monday, and that was not a pretty scene, my guy. Like, it was looking pretty bad in there. Like, everyone, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. everyone is freaking out, and there's no telling, you know, really what tomorrow is. And I feel bad not only for, you know, guys going for pro basketball, but the pro football guys too, because it's like, you know, smaller school guys are truly dependent on those extra eyes at those workouts and at the conference tournaments. The conference tournament is very important for the Mac because for the most part during the year, we're on ESPN three ESPN plus and other channels like that. But the exposure that you get in that conference tournament, that setting the competition, and then the chance to go to the big, you know, to the big one, it's like, it's a lot at stake, and I, I can only imagine how tough that would have been, especially, too, considering um, the Ball State game. You guys, you know, you were in, you were out, and, we were, you know, we did not end up coming away victorious in that one, but would have left a bad taste in my mouth being the last game of the season. I do have one more question regarding this before we move on to a different topic. So the first time the NBA college basketball presented when this virus was first, was playing in front of no fans. What was that idea like to you, and, and what kind of mentality is that playing in front of no fans? Yeah, the mentality, um, it didn't really change. You know, at the end of the day, when, when you play in a game, um, I get so locked in that sometimes I don't even I don't even see the fans. You know, maybe you, you probably see the fans when, um, when a buzzer sounds or you have the free throw line. 
But at the end of the day, when when you're so locked in, you you don't even you don't even know anyone's there. You just see the the other uh, nine guys on the court. And uh, so like when that mentality came out, I was like, okay, that's fine. You know, let let the ball still gotta be thrown up in the air and um and and get it rolling. Um, so you know I, that my mentality was you know it's just a little thing. You know, it, it didn't it didn't matter if we had fans there or not because when the um when the buzzer sounds and it's zero zero, you know they put the score they put the scoreboard up. And uh, it, it doesn't say that this many fans are there, isn't it? It just matters who won and lost. So um, my mentality would just keep moving forward. It might be a little weird during the um, during the uh, the you know warming up and everything like that. But um, but other than that, you know the layup lines. But other than that, um, you know just we still got to win the game. Yeah, I was gonna say because big time names like LeBron James and and Chris Bryant, guys like that, have both said that they wanted to play for the fans, but as an athlete, my, I agree with you. You block out the noise. You block out all that in the game. So I, could, I couldn't really see how that would affect anything. Obviously, if you're the home team and your, your crowd's going for you, obviously that affects it. But in the tournament setting like that, I thought that that was going to be a really cool idea. Playing in like a, you know, like a backyard pickup style basketball game, five on five. Nobody's in the crowd. You hear the squeaks on the floor, the balls echoing. I thought that was going to be cool to me. I don't know about you, but I was on board with that. No, yeah, and plus it's kind of it kind of reminds you of like summer ball when you're just playing open gym, or when you just you know it's just you guys in the in the gym, and you know you hear the trash yeah, like talking. You know, game you hear a lifetime, like a lifetime fitness exactly, game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you just you know you hear more trash talking. You know, you hear the like you said the ball the ball um, bouncing. You hear the uh, the shoes squeaking. You hear the net. And everything like that, so it is kind of cooler, um, you know. But you know, it would be nice to have fans in March. But other than that, you know, it it brings it back to that summer feeling of just um, quick open gyms, quick, you know, uh, pickup games here and there. I did say that the the only thing bad about the no fan for the networks because they would have to bleep out every cuss word that gets said on the court. And now we're all athletes. <laughs> yeah, we know the battle. We're we're cussing. We're, we cuss. We're athletes. We get into that battle, and that happens. I couldn't imagine what CBS, ESPN would have to do to make sure that that doesn't get aired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they would. Uh, it would be tough for um, just you know even showing you know sometimes how they show the crowd's reaction uh, during like halftime, little thing like that. So it'll be uh, they just interesting pan to over be in to their the empty shoes. seats in the section. They just pan yeah. over the section. <laughs> The St. John's Yeah, crowd's mascot. going wild right now, yeah. <laughs> the wild thing, too, is the FCC couldn't really even come at you guys because you're not getting paid. They would just be hitting yes. the school for the swear words. That would be live action. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, we we would have uh, nothing to do with that. They, they couldn't even... Uh... They couldn't even hit us up, you know? <laughs> That's funny. I just... I feel like the thing that, that sucks the most is, like... I guess we still really don't know the severity of this virus, but I feel like March Madness is one of those things that, like, you got to postpone it. Like, to full-out cancel it, like, I heard that there was some other options available where they were just going to do, like, top 16, which, I mean, that's cool for those teams. But the cool thing about March Madness every year is, you know, you got 64 and then those four, you know, the last four, and so 68 teams. And not necessarily any one of those teams can win, but a lot of times – more often than not, you see higher seeds get to the Sweet 16, the Elite 8, the Final Four. I mean, hell, we saw Loyola do it, just the Chicago team, just a few years back. Um, so it's it's really tough 
to see that there was really no option. And I think that's a good option for guys that want to explore that senior option. But you going into your, you know, your pro conquest, what are some, so you said you signed with an agent. Are you going to be training, um, you know, at a specific new gym or what, what's your process going into this whole thing right now, especially with the quarantine too. So I know it can't really be as normal as you would want it to be. Maybe you need a home gym, but what, what is Lacey James, the day in the life, going through right now, chasing after this pro basketball dream? Yeah, no, I'm still training every day. Um, you know, I'm still training. I'm kind of all over the place right now, um, you know, because, I, I, like you said, um, it's hard to um, travel far. Uh, I've been traveling um, in a car mostly, but um, it's hard to travel far. Um, but, no, I'm still training every day. Um, once the things settle down, um, I will definitely be traveling uh, far to, to different cities um, and with different, um, you know, people and teams like that. Um, so it's it's really hard. It's kind of, if you want to say, day by day, um, just by ear, um, because, you know, hey, this is open or, hey, this is closed. Hey, you can come here. Hey, he said this. He, she said this. Um, to, this The gym is open or this team is open um, or they are allowing people to come in and talk. So it's kind of just uh, day by day, ear by ear type of stuff because of this of what we're going through as a, a, a nation. So it, it is hard, uh, I, I would say. Yeah, and I think one thing too is is you've stayed resilient. You know, you you didn't always have the plan of coming to NIU. So no matter where you've been, you've been able to trust the process and put your best foot forward and succeed. But I wanted to ask you, so before coming to NIU, you were at, is it University of Ryder or Ryder University? Uh, Ryder University. Ryder University. Okay, so when you left Ryder University, I'm sure there was more schools than just NIU involved, but what made you decide on NIU as the school you wanted to transfer and finish your college career at? Yeah, um, the, the reason I, I picked um, Northern Illinois from Ryder um, there was a coach named uh, Lou, Lou Dawkins. He was there, and, uh, you know, him and Monty um been talking to me since I was probably a sophomore in high school. And so, you know, I kind of – I was comfortable um, with them um, and uh, comfortable with uh, – I already kind of knew about NIU since they recruited me since uh, sophomore year. But, uh, you know, the both of them, Monty and uh, Coach Dawkins, um, were there. And they, I just got, you know, a, a comfort thing. It was – it was a, you know, let me come back, I guess, to the Midwest type of deal since Ryder was in the East Coast of New Jersey, Trenton area. Um, and so, you know, it was, just a, it was just a comfort thing of, okay, I'm coming back to the Midwest. I'm familiar with these coaches since they've uh, been talking to me since I was a, uh, a, young, a young kid. Um, so it was just like a comfort thing, you know, and you definitely want something like that when you're transferring and, and, you, and you're looking at other, other teams because, you know, when you transfer, you, you want to – in the back of your mind, you say, I want to get this right because, you know, I'm not – I don't want to have another – I don't want to put my name in the transfer portal because that, that's just too much. So, um, you know, when, when, you, when you're transferring, you, you want to, in the back of your mind, say, I want to get this right. I want to be comfortable somewhere. And I think that's where NIU came in. Yeah, and you bring up a good point, you know, with the transfer portal. It's like when you originally transfer from one institution to another – not that, you know, we talk about this all the time. We've had other transfer athletes on here. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Sometimes you make the wrong decision. Things don't end up being the best situation for you. And with college, you know, as an athlete, while, yes, you are still going to school to get your degree, some people like yourself, Lacey, have other things like pro aspirations at hand. 
And if you're sitting on the bench in someone's program, you're not going to be able to, you know, go after that. So I think being able to come to NIU and, you know, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, looking at your pro basketball reference, you played in 94 of 97 games as a Husky. You know, you were up there with around seven rebounds um, this year, right around seven for a career and eight points. But it's like watching you play here over the years, your physical presence, you're good on the boards. You, you know, like I said, on the block, you're good down low. So I think you were able to really make the best of your opportunity and watch and like kind of like what you said is what was really your last chance to make a mark on college basketball. So hats off to you on that, brother. Thank you. So words of advice that you would have to future Huskies that not necessarily would be in your position as far as transfer, but future Huskies coming into Coach Montgomery's program. Um, my future advice was just be ready to work. We're uh, ready to work hard, um, ready to uh, definitely get after it every day um, from a competition standpoint to just, you know, getting better each day. Um, I would just say, you know, have the, the mindset of we're going to get better, uh, especially um, giving your all on uh, on every drill, giving your all on every game, giving your all on every practice. I, I would just say, you know, be ready to work, be ready to give your all, and be ready to um, also learn from a – from a um a high a high minded a high uh, basketball mentality coach you know he's he's been um to a lot of winning programs and he 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 knows what he's talking about with basketball so I would just say be ready to get better each and every day. Yeah, you bring up Coach Montgomery. We ask we've asked the football guys that have been on to describe Coach Hammock off the field. So we'll ask you, what's Coach Montgomery like off the court? Off the court, he's a um. He's a funny guy, you know. He he's still serious um, off the court, you know. He's still he, he's still always serious about everything. But uh, no, he's a, he's a funny guy. Um, he's just a, a chill guy. I want to say he's anything anything extra. He's just a chill. Um, he's always serious, still funny guy. So yeah, that's that's what he is off the court. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of people get wrapped up because he is a hundred and ten percent business on the court. We've sat behind the bench a couple games, and he definitely makes sure to let you guys hear it if you're out of place. But it's good to be able to be the opposite side of that, to be a funny guy, to be someone that the players can come to and someone that they can count on. And like you said, he's someone that had a lasting impact on you, someone that you met in your original recruitment. And he may not have gotten you originally, but you eventually ended up in DeKalb. So I got to ask you, over your time here in DeKalb, what were your top three memories as a member of the NIU basketball team? Um, top three memories. Um, one memory was when I, we, my first game, my official first game um, from sitting out a year, we played uh, Green Bay. That was my first game, sitting out a whole year. I get finally played the next year. We played Green Bay in my first game, and uh, I get a double-double. So that, that, was, that was definitely um, rewarding, you know, after sitting out a year. Uh, you, you, your first game back, you get a double double. So you know a lot of people can't say that. Um, so first, that was number one. Um, number two, I would say uh, making it to Cleveland my first time. Um, the year after that, um, we made it to Cleveland and we uh, beat Toledo. A lot of people that have us down as being Toledo kind of coming in as the underdog. So that was just fun being in Cleveland. Uh, it's my first time and and uh, being uh, being Toledo. And then number three, I would say just uh, this year of winning, um, winning the, the, the Mac West. You know, a lot of people, you know, it's been 24 years since, since NIU's done that. And, uh, you know, I know a lot of people say, uh, what if about this team and what if about this season? But 
at the end of the day, you know, we, we were champions um, and we were, we've done something that people haven't done in 24 years. I think it is. Um, and so, you know, I think those are my top three um, things at NIU. Yeah. And you bring it up 24 years since they were able to win that Mac West. And, and it's just, it's almost like, it's, it's crazy to sit here and think that the reason why we're, you know, you're not playing a game as we speak right now is completely out of everyone's hands. It's like, what are the odds of this happening? But, you know, you brought up this this year alone being your third favorite memory. So what makes this 2019-2020 team so special to you? I think we just we just locked in a lot. We were just locked in um, a lot. I can say, you know, especially on the defensive end, you know, we were top two, top three um, on the, in, the, in the conference on defensively. And, you know, defense creates offense. You know, when you stop teams from scoring, and you get buckets here and there, then that, that's, that's a big part of winning. Um, but I think just, just us um, staying locked in um, through the ups and downs. Um, you know, we had a couple um, in non-conference and in-conference uh, winning streaks, long winning streaks. So I think, I think just our mentality of staying locked in um, and just coming to, coming to practice every day and uh, giving it our all and getting better. And it must be pretty easy playing on the defensive side of the ball when you got a playmaker like Eugene German who's just making everything and can hit anything from anywhere. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's he's, he's a great player, man. I'm not, he's a um, great. He's a great player for sure. Yeah. So I gotta ask you. Like you said, you brought up the non-conference games. This team was extremely gritty all season. There wasn't. I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and call the Ball State game at the end of the year one of the outlier teams or games. It wasn't really too often that this team was trailing by a lot on the scoreboard. You brought up the importance of defense, but at the end at the other end, like Ethan said, you guys did have a relatively powerful offense. What would you say would be your strong suit going into this NBA draft or professional basketball um, process? Would you say you're more of an offensive mind, or would you say you're a little bit more of a value on the defensive side. I would say 50-50, you know. Uh, you know I, love I, it. You have to I love 50. the answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would say, yeah, I would say 50-50. You know, I'm, I'm, if, at the end of the day, when it's, when it's time to get a stop on defense, I'm all locked in 100%. And then when it's time to get a bucket, um, you know, I'll go get you a bucket. So, but I, I would just say 50-50. Um, I'm, not, I'm, not one, I'm not heavy one-sided, so yeah. Well, that's perfect. I love to hear that. So as far as this upcoming season, what do you say you bring to an NBA team if they're going to go ahead and select Lacey James? Uh, I would say you got you got a, a, a big guy, a strong guy that can um, handle it, that can shoot outside, but then also, you know, uh, who, who can go get you a bucket down low. Um, and then also, you know, you got a, a great defender um, that can that can definitely uh, stop from from a guard to a big guy. So I think just a versatile, um, versatile, strong guy. Yeah. And at six nine, you're like that perfect size for the NBA. Now all these guards are coming into the league at like six, five, six, six, some of them six, seven. And then it's almost like two. It's like, if you watch the NBA closely, a lot of teams play positionless basketball, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, exactly. So it's just like being able to stretch the floor and cover all the different players and all the, crazy athleticism that's around there at the next level is definitely going to be of the best value to you. One thing I wanted to ask you though, too. So you brought up, you know, how NIU hasn't won the Mac West and I believe it was 24 years or 26. 
But the team saw a win increase in each year since you joined them in 2017. So what would you say were some of the reasons um, behind the team being able to, you know, each year look at what we have as a product and throughout the year through each game continue to get better to the point where you guys were on the brink of being in, you know, the NCAA tournament this year? I think it's just coming, uh, just having a mindset of every day uh, getting better at practice. You know, uh, when you, whatever you do at practice, you're going to do in a game. You know, and practice is supposed to be harder than a game. Um, you know, practice is three hours plus long. And uh, and so when, when you come every day and you get better at practice, you get better at each drill, you, you compete at practice, you know, you're going to have success in the game because the game is supposed to be easier. So when, when having that mindset every day um, that we came in as um, – you know, I also me, I came in, you know, have wanted to get better at practice and have, you know, make sure me being a, a senior team leader, um, getting the guys ready for that. I think, I think that's, that's what our, our success, that's what our, have, have our success grow each year, each game. Yeah. And to this year, I mean, you watch games like the Eastern Michigan game, the Central Michigan game, a lot of the MAC games were really coming down to the wire. I actually, I got a moment for you, but uh, for the Eastern Michigan game, when German hit that game-winning three, Ethan and I were in class, and let's just say I probably should not have been in class, because <laughs> <laughs> we had the game on in the last row, man, and I I was, you know, we kind of keep the scores on. If, if the game's real close, we'll get real into it, and that moment, it's just like, I really think this team is up to something good and special, and I... I hate to see the season cut short, but one thing I wanted to ask you in regards to, you know, this coronavirus, COVID-19 or whatever the heck they call it, were you able to grab your degree before the mess of online classes that are going on right now? Or are you still currently enrolled here? Um, I am still taking an online class. I have one left. I'm only taking one uh, that I can, and then I'll get my, uh, I'll get my big degree in communication. So uh, I am still grinding just like any student in this uh in this Corona mess right now. That's yeah, it's, it's nuts. I like, I am a little worried because I have only heard from one of my teachers, Ethan, I think you're in the same boat. You've only heard from like one or two, right? Yeah. A few, there's a few classes that I have to be in a building to, uh, to do my work. Don't know how that's going to go. Uh, <laughs> love the communication stuff. Lazy, by the way. Yeah. I'm a comms major yeah, as well. Exactly. There we go. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a great, uh, it's, it's just great to learn in that, in that area. I feel like, yeah, like you said, you know, you got one class left here at NIU. I just did see, I don't know if you saw the actual uh, press release, but our graduation got pushed back to August. So that's, I can only imagine the NBA draft and that whole process is going to be pushed back. And it's just like, there's not enough time in the calendar year. Like let's speed this up. Let's let's everyone get, get healthy your family get healthy yeah. and let, let's get back to business as usual. But, you know, you, you mentioned how, you know, the DeKalb area kind of, you know, the coaches, all that kind of stuck to you. What was one of your favorite DeKalb food spots? I would, <laughs> I would say Panda Express. is. Uh, hey, they my, do got a bomb yeah, Panda. I yeah. I, w- I would say uh, Panda Express is my, is one of my favorite food spots. They're not, I'm not going to lie to you. There's not many food spots in the cow, um, but you know, it, it is, it's it definitely probably Panda is something that I can, uh, that I, I ate a lot throughout my days. At NIU. I will say that is, that is a different vote for best, uh, uh, the cow spot because we've got the junction, we've got fatty, 
but no one ever really goes out and sets the chain places like Panda Express. Like, yeah, I think uh, I'm just being different there, but no, I'd definitely say Panda is, is definitely one of my favorites out in uh, out on the couch. Lacey, I'm with you. I'm a huge Panda guy. The uh, fortune cookies definitely tell me what's about to go on in my <laughs> life for the next two months, and they ain't never told a lie. Like, those fortune cookies pinpoint accuracy. I know ladies got their horoscopes. I got my Panda fortune cookies, okay? I'm in the same boat with you. I'm in the same boat. <laughs> so I end up on the story real quick. Let everyone see how I'm feeling. We'll keep it moving. So the best part about that Panda Express is that you can be on the road and it's pretty much anywhere. Yeah, definitely. No, that's, that's definitely. I uh, back If I go back home to Grand Rapids in Michigan, you got Panda there. Um, like you said, when we're on the road, um, you know, we, we get, it's all over the place. So that, that's one of the best things as well, yeah. And we're talking about being on the road. What is the the best road arena outside of the condo that you've played at? Okay, if if we're not talking about NIU, I would say when I was at Ryder, we went to um we went to Maryland University of Maryland, and that place is probably uh, the best non-conference I've ever been in. Um, and then if you want to say conference, I would say I would say uh, I would say Toledo. You know that that I guess you call it a rivalry. Um, they always they always bring a, a good amount of fans, and um, you know the the fans. Yeah, I would say either uh, Kent State or Toledo. Actually, I, I would throw in Kent State. That is a tie with conference. Both very solid choices. We talked about the NBA as well, and I know you'll you'll everyone will give the same answer of well, any team that drafts me, I'm lucky to play for. But is there one specific arena in the NBA that you're looking forward to playing to, or that you've always wanted to play in? No, it's just uh, all all the arenas. I, I want to say a Pacific arena at all. What was your uh, favorite NBA team growing up? Were you a Pistons fan? I was just an NBA. I was just a basketball fan. You know when. Growing up and still now, you know, just I don't really have any favorites. I just like good basketball, and I just like watching uh, the whole NBA and all teams and all players. So I'm just a basketball fan, if you want to say that. I think that's the coolest part about the NBA and basketball as a whole. It's like, you know, with football, with baseball, with hockey, I mean, hockey are pretty close. But with basketball, in, in comparison from a fan's perspective, you're probably the closest to the action. And there's only five people on the court. So it can, you know say the Lakers are coming to town. Yeah, those ticket prices are going to jack up because everyone wants to see LeBron. I, you know, I love when I pick the few Bulls games that I do go to every year. I haven't gone in a while because we've been so bad. I'm always picking a game where I'm like, okay, I got to find the best possible superstar that's coming from another team, and that's the entertainment for the night. So I agree with you on that. It's a superstar-heavy league. Exactly, yeah, exactly. That actually is going to lead me into another NIU basketball question. So this is always the toughest one that we always ask, but who are some of your best friends on the team? Best friends on the team. Um, that that is that's uh, that's tough because I, the whole team, to be honest with you, is probably why we were so successful. Um, it's probably, I would say my best friend. You know, you got a lot of characters on the team, um, but I think that's why we were so successful is because we all got it. We all got along with each other. You know, we were in the locker room, on the bus. Um, you know, we were all joking around. We we're all talking to each other. And um, you know, I think I think I can't I can't pinpoint anyone because everyone we all got different. Um, we all got different personalities, and we all we, we do all hang out a lot um, together. So I, I, yeah. Is it different talking about 
being best friends with a team when there aren't like 53 guys like football or however (laughs) that's saying that's true i feel like i feel i feel like it's it's pretty easy to just hang out with the same because how many guys are on a typical college basketball roster like 13 14 yeah yeah like yeah probably 14 so it's not like you're not hanging out with you know the the third string quarterback when you're the first string safety you know what i mean you're pretty much hanging out with everybody (laughs) so I can't argue with that answer. I mean, if you single out that 15th guy, I can only imagine what that would be. I was going to say, Mr. Yeah. 15, Mr. 15, when he gets his rap career is going, he's going to be like, you want to shoot with me in the gym, Lacey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But, um, I mean, like you said, you know, you guys were a tight unit. And honestly, too, like a lot of times in basketball, I saw opposing teams have this issue a lot. But you guys made a lot of teams mad at each other. And I didn't really see that out there for the Huskies this year. You guys, you know, kept it real kind of under bay, and I didn't see too much finger-pointing, singling out. You guys were a real real solid unit out there. But I got to ask you, you know, Ethan kind of alluded to it earlier in the podcast, but what's it like to share the court with, uh, you know, an offensive presence and a guy like Eugene German? Oh, you know, it's, it's, it's great. You know, he's uh, just how hard he works and uh, just how a great player he is. Um, it's kind of just fun, if you want to say, you know, it's just fun. Um, you know, hanging around him, uh, being around him on the court. Um, you know, he, he was uh, my roommate in Newhall. Um, and so, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, just, it's fun in the, um, in the whole standpoint. Do you think you'll be able to train with him here in the, uh, in the draft process? Or have you guys been in contact since uh, that fateful day in Cleveland? Oh, yeah, we've definitely been in uh, contact. You know, um, we definitely – text and call each other um but you know we'll we'll see you know it's kind of hard to i don't know um you know right now everyone is in the quarantine stage and um so it's hard right now but you know after all this is done um we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah that was like kind of you know what i alluded to with earlier in the in the episode when i saw you at walmart i was like holy shit when i went back to the aisle and saw my girlfriend i was like that was lazy james like from niu basketball but i don't know if i want to get too close because you know, that whole six-foot thing. I saw a picture. I forgot what celebrity it was. It might have been famous act. Oh, no, it was Tony Parker. I saw a picture of Tony Parker. Some dude met him, like, during this whole quarantine, and I kid you not, there couldn't, you know, if you threw a grenade in between the area, it wouldn't have hit either of them. That's how far they were apart. So, oh wow. <laughs> I just, yeah. yeah. So, I, I don't know. been kind of a war zone since this whole thing went down, but... You know, you've been able to have a successful career here in DeKalb. You were able, you know, I don't know if you were originally on scholarship at Ryder, but, you know, you had two schools who were severely interested in you. You're able to go to both of them. You finish your career here. But is there anyone that you want to thank, um, you know, helping you get to this point to where you're now, you know, chasing after your dreams, going to potentially be in the NBA here in the coming seasons? Yeah, no, yeah, at Ryder, I was on scholarship. I probably wouldn't be able to go to college anywhere because I, I would not definitely not be able to afford it uh, if I wasn't on scholarship anywhere. So I ain't blessed yeah. to uh, get on um, scholarship at both Division One schools. So it's, it's definitely a blessing. Um, but, yeah, going back to your other question, um, you know, I just want I, I, I to just, you know, everyone, uh, I thanked everyone a lot already, um, you know, personally. Um, but, you know, right now I just, I just want to thank everyone um, from the fans to the supporters to you guys to my teammates to my coaches, um, you know, I just want to thank you for all for a great college um, time, great college career, uh, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of 
wins and losses. Um, so, I, you know, I just I am blessed to be able to say I did play basketball for a Division One program, and I was on full scholarship all years, and I uh, and I, I had fun. You know, I learned a lot, learned uh, how to be a man, learned how to be a great basketball player. Um, it was just a fun time, and I, I do thank um, I do thank everyone. Obviously, we're all pulling for you here at Huskies on Tap. We hope that uh, obviously you succeeded your goals. We're happy that you played here. Uh, it was fun watching you, but uh, obviously with the with the quarantine stuff, with your time left in DeKalb or in the area, are you working on anything with charity, anything like that before you uh, complete your time in the DeKalb area? Um, that is uh, to be continued, I would say. You know, um, right now, and like you said, it's tough with the quarantine to even uh, to meet up with anyone or to and uh, talk with anyone because everyone is uh, dissing them, <laughs> dissing themselves from everyone. Um, so you know, hopefully down the line, um, I can do something. But right now, that is just up in the air right now. So uh, right now, I'm just uh, focusing on other things right now. So uh, that that is, I would say, to be continued. What's Lacey James like off the court? Is there any, um, you know, do you work on music? Are you into artwork or anything like that? Is there anything that, you know, you spend a substantial amount of time doing that's off the court? Um, I am a, I'm off the court. I'm just a, I'm probably a chill, I'm a chill, quiet guy. Uh, I just, I do listen to a lot of music, a lot of uh, throwback R&B, uh, Nelly and, and, uh, and all those guys, L Cool J, if you want to say, and then Jay-Z and stuff like that so uh no i'm just i'm a chill guy i'm i'm i do work out a lot so i i, I it's hard to say um when i'm not on the court. i do work out from the weight room to the to the court um but other than that i'm just a chill guy um that, that just likes to you know watch tv watch movies and and uh watch you know the fresh prince if it's on um so yeah i'm just i'm a chill guy Hey, I was going to say, you can get a lot of your TV shows in. In this current time, between training sessions, you could just be on the complete training and quarantine training plan. So. Exactly, exactly. It's a great time. <laughs> well, I appreciate you joining us here today. I mean, this, if the, you know, for the listeners, if you couldn't really catch on to you know, the context of our conversation, I randomly ran into Lacey on Monday, and me and Ethan have been talking about uh, the last few weeks, how we really want to get a basketball player on the podcast and that we really want to get just the story of the whole COVID-19, the coronavirus, just taking a damper on, especially such a successful season to the point where you guys were almost in the March Madness tournament. So it was of the utmost importance for us to have you here on the podcast today. Um, but I mean, other than that, do we have I know you like you said, you know, there's not really anything planned on the horizon but is there like a, a pro day or a, a some type of workout where you'll for sure get your chances to uh, prove in front of NBA scouts? Or is that just kind of all worked out by your agent? I don't know how that whole process works with the NBA. Yeah, that's just worked out by uh, the agent. Um, right now, it, it's I, I can't say too much on it because um, it's the right. Right Yeah, there's nothing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, uh, you know, that's, um, I guess, another thing that's to be continued. Yeah, it's the it's the weirdest time, but you have the the right mindset. You know, like you said, you've been in the gym, not only the actual gym lifting weights, but the basketball gym, putting in the work day in and day out. You can only do one thing in this time, and this is what I've been telling everyone, and that's control what you can control. Make sure you wash your hands, you stay safe, you're healthy, you're you know you're 
controlling everything inside your control box because at the end of the day, we don't know what this virus is capable of. Anybody can have it, but as long as you take care of your one of one, then I think, you know, as a society, we should be okay. Exactly. You got it down. But other than that, E, do you got anything for Lacey here, brother? No, uh, we just wish you the best of luck. Thanks for coming on, man. For my first year at NIU, it was fun coming out, watching you play, watching the guys play. Um, and just to talk about what Brandon said, tough that this season was so good and it had to come to an end the way it did. You're moving on to bigger and better things. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on and uh, hope we can do it in the future. And uh, thank you for uh, all the support. Oh, yeah. There is always a third seat available for you, Mr. James. Part of our 2019 Mac West NIU men's basketball champion team. But, I mean, other than that, I got nothing else. I, I really do. I'm just going to go out and say it. The uh, 2019 overall Mac champions, we're just going to say it. Let the tournament get played out in all the simulations. We all know what would have happened. But other than that, Lacey, I do want to, you know, thank you on behalf of myself, Ethan, the ONTAP Sports Nuts, for joining us here in this downtime of sports getting us caught up on everything that's going on in your life and your next steps, which will include, you know, chasing after the NBA, some of these other pro leagues. So I think it's a great opportunity to tune into what Mr. Lacey James is doing. And the one last thing I got to ask of you is where can we find you at on uh, social media? You can find me at, um, on my, I'll give you all my social media, uh, from Snapchat, Twitter to Instagram. My Snapchat is Lacey for James. Uh, my Twitter is LaceyJames10, and then my uh, Instagram is LaceyJames4. So there you go. Find me, follow me, uh, follow the journey. Hey, I like the sound of that. Follow the journey. I'm sure, you know, Lacey will be getting clips up, training in the gym here over the summer. But like I said, on behalf of the ONTAP Sportsnet, on behalf of Huskies on Tap, we do appreciate you for joining us, helping us dip our feet here into the basketball world. Be on the lookout for other podcasts like this and be on the lookout for Mr. Lacey James here on his pro basketball journey. But other than that, I got nothing else for you guys and go Huskies.